It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the 171st episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And we are joined tonight for our 171st episode by a special guest. Rachel Atherton. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, and well, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, darling? Um, I'm a first year PhD student at uh, Purdue. I uh, do a lot of different stuff, uh, but most recently I've been working on uh, fan fiction and uh, television. All the interesting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We are also joined tonight by a podcast regular co-host, Alicia Carabinus. Hello, Alicia. Help, I'm being held against my will by Samantha Blackman. <laughs> I need to be rescued. <laughs> she keeps making me redesign the website. <laughs> oh, wah, wah, wah. Uh, hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm tired. I'm tired. And I completely blame you. It's probably my fault. But that's okay because I'm tired and you're cranky probably for good reason. Well, I'm tired for good reason. You're always cranky, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Okay, Um, I'm going to go back to the narrative of how I'm being held against my will and abused. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Get over it. <clears throat> so we so we did a thing. We did do a thing. We did a thing. <clears throat> um, so for those of you who have not heard, seen, uh, or caught wind of in some other way, um, today uh, we launched NYMG, which is our new middle state feminist games studies journal. Game Studies Journal. There we go. I've been up since 4 o'clock this morning. And I can't talk. Peer I cannot Middle word. State Publication. That's what I said. With a fantastic editorial board. With a fantastic editorial board. Um, I have to give mad props to the editorial board. Some of the, some of the best and brightest in the field uh, who come together uh, to, to help make 
and YMG the best that it possibly can be. I'm super excited for this project. Um, I'm, I'm super happy with the, uh, the first slate of publications that came out in the first issue. Um, and I'm super excited for what is to come, uh, as well. So if you haven't checked out, have you haven't checked it out yet? Y'all definitely need to check it out. Um, and you have to check out the fabulous site redesign. Thank you, Alicia Carabinus. It's like the fourth time. It, it's, I just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, but see, the only, it, it, it serves a purpose. See, the site redesign means we can sit at my dining room table and drink That's while true. we do it. That's true. I can just sit at your table and drink all your vodka. And yeah, yeah. That's okay. Uh-huh. And argue and argue. Always that. <laughs> it's like, why doesn't this work? You broke it. No, no, you broke it. Um, but that's always the fun part. She broke it. It was you. I think it was both of y'all. I watched this no, happen, you, folks. So no, it was, you know what? It. The weird thing was okay. So here was the big thing last night. We did we have to talk about weird stuff. Some weird stuff. There was some weird stuff going on, right? So, I mean, like, there are it, whole windows not visible in my WordPress. <laughs> right. I mean, and it's probably not the best way to do it. Is that we're both like working on stuff at the same. We're both in the site changing stuff at the same time. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it's 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 bad. It's bad. The worst um, workflow. It is. But we were both working um, on the same, you know, on the same site, you both using Macs, both using the same browsers, but like stuff that was visible to me was not visible to her at all. And it wasn't even that, um, well, we might've been signed in differently, but we're both administrators on the site. So it should have all been visible, but like, half of the options that were avail- that were available to me were not available to her at all. So, so and it was it was the weirdest freaking thing. Um and cuz she was like I can't find out how to do this and I'm like, "Well, it's right there." And she's like, "No, no, it's not." Yeah, there and was then, a whole window that just, actually a set of windows that I did not have. Yeah. Yeah. So we we both we were both arguing because it, you know, because I thought she was just like being obtuse and she thought I was just being a bitch. And, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it turned out that it neither was true and that stuff was just missing. <laughs> yeah. And we're using like the same browser, the same OS that we, we could not figure out what was going on. And I still, I, I came home, I got my regular computer. It's still not visible. So uh, for, Sam just gets to set post excerpts forever. That's her. That's her job. Because they don't exist for me. Well, yeah, it was like excerpts and like five other options. Yeah, there's a bunch like... of other stuff. We did, we weren't using a lot of it, but the one thing I was like, I've just got to find a plugin to do this. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's right here. And I'm like, no, I need a plugin. I'm, I, here's a plugin. She's like, no, I've got it. It's right here. And I'm like, but there, here's this plugin. So we argued for a good like 30 minutes before we figured out that I just turned my, I picked up my laptop and I turned around. I was like, it's not here. it might also have helped if we hadn't drank three quarters of a bottle of vodka at that point I mean (laughs) we've done much more robust redesigns in worse uh, scenarios so I think that was fine with with more more vodka right right. 
<laughs> so, yeah, but it got done. It works mostly. Uh, somehow, one half of a sentence got eaten, but the rest of it was fine. Yeah, one half of a sentence got eaten. Well, it was it was interesting because when we first put it in, like literally four thousand words got eaten. Yeah, <laughs> but we fixed that, and then like half a sentence disappeared. It's weird. I will say, as redesigns go, this one was surprisingly smooth, which probably means there's at least six things that are broken that we just haven't noticed yet. Yeah, probably. That's okay. We'll fix them. We'll fix them. We we'll always find do. Them. We'll find them and fix them. We always do. That's, That's the way what... we roll. That's the way we roll. <clears throat> That's what users are for. Debugging. <laughs> right. Please go do free labor for us. <laughs> <laughs> and test the site. Thank you. Thank you so much for your effort and generosity. It's not free. They give fabulous scholarship. They do. In return. Even more now. Yeah. In return. All right. <laughs> so that means go check out the site if you haven't yet. It's amazing. You don't want to miss it. That being said, let's start out with some important stuff. What you playing? What you reading? What you drinking? Rachel, what you been playing lately? Oh, you're going to laugh at me. Rachel's probably been playing classwork. <laughs> Rachel has been playing classwork and that, also that figure game. out the blackboard bugs. But uh, in actual game terms, uh, Rachel has been playing uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, which Ooh. I got for 30% off with my birthday coupon. Thank you very much, Nintendo. Oh, that's right. Rachel just had a birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm now 13 instead of 12. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, hours of uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which I play with my mom and dad and sister on the phone. Wow. <laughs> Every weekend. That is. Aww. Well, I it's... guess that's what 13-year-olds do. Yeah. Right? I get family. very lonely because I'm 13 and my family lives five hours away <laughs> if They're anyone's adorable. been kidnapped and held against their will it's me <laughs> oh my gosh you know sam you know what we didn't do somehow what was that we didn't actually introduce rachel yeah we did that did we yeah did we she's gonna cut all this section out later because i'm gonna be like uh, where was i <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you missed all that I you guess. missed all that. I was uh -huh. downloading books from the Humble Bundle, which right now is all Game Studies titles. <laughs> really? We did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. All right, cool. Shows sure. how much Alicia's paying attention. Cool. I definitely it Love it, you, Rachel. Love you, mean it. <laughs> okay, I'm just all right. Quiet. Um, Anything else, Rachel? That's pretty much it for what I've been playing for the past few weeks cool uh drinking water no no not yet oh not yet okay 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 forget it forget it forget it i'm sorry she's she's i'm new i'm new i'm new <laughs> <laughs> don't mess up the flow what you playing alicia <laughs> uh i am still playing slay the spire oh my with god a vengeance no because they have a daily quest right mm -hmm. and the daily quest there's at least i've seen at least 
probably 12 different versions that rotate. And sometimes there's just, well, probably like more like six that rotate, and then occasionally there's like some new stuff that just pops up that I've only seen once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, these are totally arbitrary numbers, so uh, pedantic listeners, please do not send corrections, because I really could not be bothered. Um, <laughs> but like, it, so there'll be like these wacky new challenges, and then, you know, if it's a really complicated one, it takes me an hour to get through Unless I die real early and then I'm just sad. Uh, so when I'm done, as busy as I am this semester, I'm like, well, that was my gaming time. I'm finished. Back to work. <laughs> so it's it's pretty much just been that. Though I have been playing Overwatch again because of the new event. Mm-hmm. And I want new skins. Um, but, man, I don't, I don't like all the focus in Arcade on Deathmatch. And I don't really like the... Uh, the specialized things either, which, you know, you get two-thirds of the way through and then somebody leaves and or somebody just dies in a really stupid way and then you're, like, just there and you have to redo the whole thing. So I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch, but it's been frustrating. They pull you back in with those new events all the time. They do, and because you're like, oh, I want the loot boxes, but then you're like, but, oh, this is such a pain in my ass. <laughs> but I did get a, a Lucio skin, so I feel like my work is done. <laughs> like, what more do I need, really? Apparently nothing. I heard everyone talking about new Mercy skins, but I've never played Overwatch, so I guess that's cool. And I don't heal. <laughs> so I play Mercy sometimes. No, I wouldn't want you to be my healer. Because <laughs> I'd really be out there playing Mercy, like running around with your little pistol. Exactly. Everybody's dead. <laughs> exactly. Then Sam I'll, is I'll dead. dead. <laughs> I'd be dead. You'd if be I had dead. a dollar for every time I've had to res Sam in some way in some game, I well, could it's a good thing retire. you play a freaking healer, then, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Not when we were playing Destiny, though, and I would just be like, hold on, let me run over there and rest, Sam. Blah, blah. Be right there. Blah, blah. <laughs> Look, DPS, that's my job, DPS. I don't care what, I don't no, care. No, you have to be on your feet to actually do the damage. <laughs> Whatever. Just FYI. Whatever. See, healers. See, that's what it is. We need more healers in Destiny because the healers do their job. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I can do all the damage I want. What are you talking about? Blah. Just tell us what you're playing. What am I playing? You're not even making any sense right now. I am too. (laughs) You're just not listening. Oh, Um, right. It's me. It's totally me. (laughs) Let's see. What have I been playing? Um... What have I been playing? Oh, you know, I've been playing. I went back and I played a little more (laughs) of the Darwin Project. Really? Um, It was an early access deal. So, uh, but the the duo mode came out um, and I didn't play the duo mode. I actually, to be perfectly honest, but I did go in and I played um, because they opened up private matches. So I was able to just you know, pull together a group of people that I know to play the game with, um, which made it a lot more fun. Um, so I play some Darwin project. Um, I, you know what I've been playing a lot of because, um, the, uh, the Easter bunny bought it was Splatoon two because P really wanted uh, me to play Splatoon two with her. Um, 
And I was really pissed because, and the reason I hadn't been playing Splatoon two, even though I really enjoyed Splatoon, was that when they came out with this, when they came out with the new version, um, you can't play together anymore. What? Uh, no, you can't play together. There's no co-op. You have to buy two copies of the game. That's dumb. It is I very hate it when dumb. they do that. It's very dumb, and I didn't and. I didn't realize that when Pete got it for Christmas, um, you know, cause Santa didn't pay any attention. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I was just like, whatever, I'm not buying a second copy. That makes no sense to me. I'm not going to give you, you know, $120 to play this game. Right. Um, but P was, she loves the game and she's been playing it. And she's like, I really wish we could play together. I really wish we could play together. So the Easter Bunny saw fit to bring me a copy <sighs> in my Easter basket. Um, so we've been playing a lot of Splatoon 2. And I gotta admit, I'm pissed off that it costs $120 for us to play this game together. But it is a lot of fun. Um, but it sets a bad precedent. I'm really, really okay, does. so I gotta talk about that because I'm really one, I'm pissed off about that and I'm really pissed off about the fact that like with the new version of Minecraft, you can't, even yeah. you can still share the game via the, you know, via family share, but you can't share any of the DLC anymore. Yeah, so you can't we, share skin packs, can't share worlds. You can't oh my share gosh, any no, I need stuff. to weigh in on this because um, we created an account from my child, but I have to let him play on mine, which means I, I get like 30 invites a day from his little friends. Yeah. I hate because it. Because he has to play wherever the DLC is located. It's so stupid. Because there's no more sharing. Yeah. Right? They're just, they just gotta go for the money grab, right? And it Greedy. just makes me livid. Mm-hmm. It just makes me livid. I mean, and, and they have gotten a whole lot less money out of me. I think I have bought one, like one piece of DLC since the new version of Minecraft came out. Um, just one. And I'm, because I'm pissed off about it. I'm like, you're not getting any more money out of me because I'm not going to buy, you know, a skin pack or I'm not going to buy a world or a texture pack that, you know, I want to play and then have to like have my have my account on and have um, a world open and not be able to play anything else just so my kid can use that texture pack later. No, yeah, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> so I mean, in the law, if uh, I don't know if other people are doing the same thing, but when it comes to me, they're losing money yeah, because exactly. I was always buying those stupid packs for something else. Cause she was like, Oh, I want to play the candy world. And then she play it like one time and never play it again or Halloween. I, we bought all the, like the little seasonal Man, we ones. We have a stupid Halloween world and I'm pretty sure it got played once. Right. I mean, we bought all the little seasonal ones, but I'm, I'm angry. So I'm not giving them any money now. So they're losing out just cause they were trying to be greedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Push people <laughs> too far. Right. Fix your shit, game companies. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's going to segue great into tonight's topic. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. We'll bring mm-hmm. that back up. Um, so that's what we're, that's what we're playing. What, what you reading? Rachel, what you reading? You reading anything good? Uh, I'm reading St. Augustine <laughs> on Christian doctrine. So, so no then? <laughs> so no. 
<laughs> Thomas, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, n- nothing good. Nothing good at all. Nah. Uh, no, oh, it's, this is the, the curse of, of coursework. Uh, gotta jump through those uh, core course hoops. Classical. I'm almost done. I'm so excited. Past Alicia you. decided she needed to have all of the secondary areas that they would let her have. Uh, so took all the classes and past Alicia was dumb <laughs> and past Alicia is ABD now, but still in coursework. Um, but almost done. So close. So, so close. close. So close. And you're so far. Nope. It's, it's just a couple of weeks and two more papers. I got this. <laughs> it's fine. Oh. All right, Alicia, what you reading, darling? I'm reading some awesome things. Mm-hmm. I am rereading some sections of diversifying uh, Barbie and Mortal Kombat because of a project that I have to work on over the summer. Um, and I don't know, I, I think that when I, because I, I kind of read it quickly when it first came out, um, I, I think I might have had to read it for a class. Same now that I am reading diversifying Barbie and Mortal Kombat again, I'm catching a lot of things that I, I don't know, they just didn't either, they didn't hit me the same way the first time. Mm-hmm. Or I just didn't pay enough attention. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think it's my favorite of the Barbie and Mortal Kombat books, obviously, for good reasons. Um, but I'm also reading, I think, what Sam is also reading, which is Christopher Paul's The Toxic Meritocracy of Video Games. Yep. Why Gaming Culture is the Worst. <laughs> which is the best title. <laughs> it's the best title. It is. Yeah. But I just started it. I think I'm only on page. I'm looking. I'm only on page of forty. So. Yeah, I uh, I'm not very far in either because I I started reading it, um, and I'm probably not much further in than you are. Uh, and then, like other stuff started to happen, <laughs> like you know finishing right. up the, the <laughs> journal launch, and it was like so we could just go work on this, and that's it for like now. Um, I've really enjoyed the approach that he's taking with this one, though, because it, it's it's kind of circling the drain of the, the get good culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm using the word drain there very purposely because fuck the get good culture. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. So if you're at all uh, into I, I wouldn't say it's particularly heavy scholarly, at least at this point. I think it's it's pretty accessible. I may not be the best judge of that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is, too. I think it's it feels much more accessible than... Uh, yeah, than his yeah. earlier book, Wordplay. Um, and I think that was one of the first things I said to you when... Uh, when yeah. we were talking when I was when I first started reading the book and I was like oh I feel like I can use this almost with my undergrads because this feels so much more accessible than his earlier book um so but it's been a really good read and I've really been in, uh enjoying it um I've also started reading um some fiction something for fun um Ooh. how did you I have know. time for that Wake <laughs> it up at four in the morning, obviously. At four in the morning, yes, exactly. No, um, I started reading um, "Children of Blood and Bone." Oh, ooh, I have that open. I have the uh, page about it open in my one of my browsers on my phone. 
I was reading about that. How is it? Um, it's really good. Um, I uh, I actually ordered a uh, a print copy of it, and I hope it, I don't. Oh, you can lend it to me. No. <laughs> No, you just said you have books in mind that you're going to return when you it was, graduate. That was book and you singular, ma'am. You something else. That was no. that was book singular. Whatever, man. You're not getting my book. Um. Uh, and I'm gonna sla- slaughter her name. Her name is uh, Tommy Adime. That's probably Ad- wrong. It is probably wrong. <laughs> Ed Yimmy. A D E Y E M I, um, but it's this fantastic, uh, fa- like fantasy slash sci-fi. It feels more fantasy than sci-fi. Um, that is based on uh, African culture and African legend. Mm-hmm. It is amazing, uh, and it's about this kind of mystical, these mystical folk. I know I get it. You know, I get mad about the myth of the magical Negro, but this is different. Um, but it is mystical folk, um, who, who are existing in this space. Um, but at the same time, they, they, their, their magic is marked on their bodies by white hair. Um, and by the curliness of their hair now, and the, the character so far, um, I've just started reading it. Um, the main character, the protagonist, um, is a young girl, which, you know, also kind of strikes home with me. Uh, but so she starts to, it's, it's, it's interesting that they focus on things like hair and they focus on things, um, like culture, because these are the things that, you know, we deal with on every day, right? Oh, can I touch your hair? Right. Mm-hmm. So that the hair is the focus and it becomes not only the focus in terms of, oh, can I touch your hair? But uh, I, I kind of know this in advance, even though it's not like a big part of where I am yet in the book. Um, but her hair starts to become curlier. Right. So it becomes more. More. Right. Um, and it is dealing with issues of blackness and some very, cause it's a YA novel. So that's, that's always important to remember. Right. So it's dealing with issues of blackness, um, in some very, uh, age appropriate ways. Right. Uh, to, to make them all kind of more, um, fantasy based rather than more realistic. Um, which, you know, works for YA novels. They've been, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the way YA novels operate. Um, but it's beautifully written. Um, and the descriptiveness of it kind of really pulls you in. Uh, the, the hardcover is something ridiculous, like 500 and some pages. It's a big book. It's yeah. a big book. Um, and uh, I actually started reading it because uh, we always, uh, on my craft stream, we always talk about books. We talk about music. We talk about books. We talk about games. We talk about everything, right? Um, but we've been talking a lot about books, period. Uh, and somebody was somebody asked uh, in a stream a couple of weeks ago, you know what? Can we start a book club? <laughs> oh, I'm that's like, really huh? cool. 
and they they were like, "Can we start a book club? We wanted we we should all read a book together." And um, so I, you know, asked other folks in the community, right? Uh, would you guys want a book club? And they were, there was like this resounding yes. Um, so uh, we put in some suggestions and voted for what book we wanted to read first, and Children of Blood and Bone won. So um, that's going to be our first uh, Mixer Channel book club book. Cool. I know, it's really cool. Um, so that's so those that's what I'm reading for the most part. And I got a really cool book in the mail today, but I'm not going to tell you about it yet. All right. Uh, Mysterious. <laughs> it, it was another games book. It's on toxic masculinity in games. Okay. And oh, I have to tell you this, my kid. Right. So I picked up the book, and it's about toxic masculinity in games. And there's lots of male characters on the front of the on the front of the book, right? Mm-hmm. And I had put the book down, and she was looking at it. And she reads the title, and I'm like packing up stuff because we're getting ready to go to Girl Scouts, and I'm doing a, I'm help, I'm we're doing a STEM badge, so I'm packing up iPads and you know taking all this all this stuff, right? And she's dead serious, and she looks at me and she goes, "You know what really pisses me off?" And I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what pisses P off?" Please tell us. I was like, well, wait, first off, I'm not okay with that. And she's like, I'm sorry. You know what really makes me angry? And I'm like, that's better. <laughs> she was like, all the characters on the front of that book are, ma- are men. Uh, or, or Yes, she said, all the characters are male, is what she said. Because they're, they're not all men. There's like male, other male characters that are... Uh, that they're not human. So she goes, right. uh, are male. And I goes, well, you know, so let's talk about it. I was like, here's what this book is about. And here's why, you know, why these characters are male, because it's talking about the very thing that you're angry about. Um, so they put male characters on the cover. And she goes, I guess that's okay then. And it just keeps going on. Her <laughs> but she was dead serious. And I had never, because she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> she, yeah. she, and she was mad she was like you know what really pisses me off and I was like whoa um, <laughs> and I, was I, have like, an, I have an interesting book into that yeah. uh, it, it's synchronicity I guess the universe connecting our children um, so I have Shira Chess's Ready Player 2 sitting on my table yeah. in the living room and Jack picked it up today he goes, what's this? I was like, oh, that's one of my books for school. Um, I'm probably going to read it next. Because uh, I started it and I got distracted. So I got to go back to it. And he goes, what's it about? And I said, well, you know, you look at it for a minute and, and tell me what you think it's about. And he was looking at it and, and he then he had some thoughts. And I explained, it was like, it's about, you know, uh, women playing games and games for women and, and how women get treated and, you know, all this stuff. And he goes, hmm. That's really interesting. I would like to read that. I was like, well, you probably need to level up a little bit. <laughs> but, but it was just funny that, you know, because it, it, was, it was the opposite reaction because it's the opposite topic. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that it was something that, that would make you mad because this is, well, I mean, it, it would make us mad because it's, it's about our lives. But 
but he was just like, that's really interesting. And he wanted to read it. Um, we were like, you, you got to get a little older. But uh, so both <laughs> of the kids are aware. You know, I guess they're helped along by having us as parents. But they're aware of these things in games. Yeah. And yet game designers can't seem to wrap their heads around it. Not to save their friggin' lives. <laughs> also, uh, rip your editing time with my audacity. Freaking out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> my bad. That's okay. I'll live. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So that is what we're playing, what we're reading, the important part. Now you can answer the question, Rachel. What you drinking, <laughs> darling? <laughs> Water, because I'm boring. Boring. <laughs> boring. It's um raspberry-flavored seltzer water. It's not oh. even LaCroix. It's um Kroger brand, because <laughs> I'm cheap. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? It's water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I still got... Uh, more work to do so can't get drunk uh i wish <laughs> but i've learned from the couple times i've tried to do it that grading drunk is not good for me or my students okay that's true grading drunk is bad but it would yeah. probably improve saint augustine that's probably true he was I'm, probably drunk yeah. while reading it or while <laughs> writing it um but yeah a lot of people say like oh you should have some wine or something while you grade and you'll be more lenient with your students and I'm like no it actually makes me meaner uh, same, it's not same. good <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only person I, I cannot because the, the, the more I drink the, the more pissed off I get when I'm, when I'm grading <laughs> so the first couple the first couple they might be okay right mm -hmm. because you know I'm, I'm like oh I'm having a glass of wine and I'm, this is nice and I'm grading and I'm listening <laughs> to some music and then I started to get a little tipsy, and I'm like, I really don't fucking want to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like a, that's even like nice. Mine is more like I cannot, I don't have the inhibition to be like, I guess you don't, like, I guess it's okay that you don't know this yet. <laughs> Without the inhibitions, I'm like, why are you like this? I can't believe. <laughs> I'm so mad that you're making me <laughs> make all these comments because you don't know these things. Which is not charitable, and I know that that's not okay, so I don't drink it great. <laughs> yep. Wow. I uh, don't have those issues. Yeah, I uh -huh. typically don't drink it great anyway, because I would like all my faculties present. Um, but it doesn't impact me in that way. I don't, <laughs> I don't get, like, angry. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> 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 But my students are delightful, so I guess it's just that. My mm -mm. students are, too. I'm just mean when I'm <laughs> drunk. Yeah. That's why I don't that's... get drunk in front of people. Yeah, Sam, we're, we're your students, so <laughs> yeah, obviously we're nice delightful. <laughs> the so, most so don't, delightful. So don't drink what you grade papers, right? Please don't. Right. Please don't. <laughs> I'm going to come take all your alcohol for I safekeeping. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I learned long ago, long, long ago that I cannot drink and grade. I don't even try. <clears throat> well, don't even try. I'm not grading. Um, and I knew that I would be stuck in this room, apparently monitoring my input levels uh, constantly. So I prepared myself two beverages. So don't worry. Don't worry, Rachel. I got you covered. Cool. 
I am having a Sweetwater Extra Pale Ale 420. I think it's the Highway 420 or Interstate 420. I don't know. Um, but since they don't have the triple tail all the time anymore, I'm uh, I'm reduced to drinking other Sweetwater beers. Well, the triple tail was supposed to be seasonal. We I, know I that. know, but they it, it seems to have stuck, which is good, but they don't have it all the time anymore. Yeah. Um, the triple tail is delicious. Uh, but I also have a bourbon and peach tea. <laughs> I don't started have, something I don't yesterday. Have tea. Started something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've always drank bourbon and peach tea, but I really liked the peach tea with the tea vodka, the mm-hmm. TNT. Um, the TNT, yes. But I don't have any sweet tea vodka, so I have to do the lesser version. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. It's really hard to be me. <laughs> I keep having to redesign the website. I don't have any tea vodka. Wow, wow, wow. That's what I'm drinking. It will be fine. What about you, Sam? Uh, I'm actually drinking a Diet Coke. Ooh. Um. Well, yeah. So, and I don't, and I don't have, and I never have soda in the house. But uh, we went to Girl Scouts tonight, and um, we didn't get out of Girl Scouts until late. Um. And I, and I was like, oh, well, we don't have time. Because usually after Girl Scouts, we'll go out to dinner. Uh, but we got out late, which is a good thing because the kids were working, the girls were working on their STEM badges. And so we were doing, like, beginning coding stuff. And none of them wanted to stop. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's it good. was. And, like, one of the youngest, one of the youngest kids, uh, she's, a, she's a brownie. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's a little she's a little um, she was like flying through and she was so proud of herself she would come to me and show me it was fun because I, I so I'm going to tell the story um, so we started with uh, with talking about arrays and how computer programs operate right that they give you directions they give you step-by-step directions right so um a lot of like the coding board games and the coding apps you know they do this in terms of you know asking kids to you know do this on a screen or do this on a board right to get from one place to another and sometimes especially for little kids it's hard for them to wrap their head around it because it's still kind of abstract Um, so we were in a big open space, so we did it with bodies and we made up a little game called movers and shakers. So we had one person be the mover. Um, and then the rest of the girls would be the shakers, right? So the shakers had to, to come and point in a direction, right? And the, the mover had to move in that direction and that could only move in that direction until they ran into another shaker who would point them in a different direction, right? So they were getting input from the shakers to get to their final point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the, the shakers were basically the array, right? Uh, and they were, they were getting the, the movers would get their input from the array. And so that made perfect sense to them, right? Because then they had something uh, more concrete to wrap their heads around instead of me trying to explain arrays and commands to five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-olds, right? Um, 
So that was really fun. They didn't want to stop that at first, right? So, and I was like, well, we're going to stop. We're going to do something else, right? Um, so we started to get into some basic coding apps at that point, right? But because they had already kind of taken their bodies, right? It's all about, it's, I mean, basically it's embodiment, right? So it's the embodied, the embodied nature of learning in this way, right? So now that they had gone through and actually done this um, and had a good understanding of it, like I said, the five-year-old was like zooming through, like P because, you know, she's been doing this stuff since she was five. Um, so she was like my helper, right? She was helping the other girls and, and taking them through when they would get stuck. But the littlest one, she flew past everybody. Like other like other kids were, uh, you know, like they were working on like uh, level seven or level eight. She came up and she was like, look, I'm on level 14. And she had three starred every level. Wow. I, I know. Amazing. Right. And it was, but it was really fun to do it in that way because um, it had never occurred to me to, to actually have them walk through this notion with their bodies before. Um, but it was a good way to, you know, help them one, burn off some of that energy so they could sit still and listen <laughs> um, afterwards. Um, but just, uh, but just doing it with their, like physically uh, walking through a program, right? For lack of a better, for lack of a better phrase, physically walking through a program gave them a level of understanding that they were able to carry into um, a more abstract exercise, hmm. which was exciting and fun, but I'm sorry. That oh, sounds like, like a lot more fun than everything my little sister's Girl Scout troop always used to do. <laughs> it's a lot it was a lot more fun than most of the stuff my girl scout you me this week does. yeah <laughs> truth <laughs> truth um terry yeah. my husband is the den leader for my son's uh boy scout troop because that's the only way i would let him into boy scouts um or the pack whatever the little their little whatever it is i don't know all the terms um and he does a lot of like, if we were going to prepare for the zombie apocalypse stuff, like they do all their badges couched in that. It's what keeps the kids interested. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's fun. Um, did what you mean? What you, I'm like, where are we? Uh, Samantha has no idea. I have no idea. That's I okay. You. I apparently missed a whole section of the podcast earlier. So. <laughs> Everybody's on the struggle bus. Listen, we're all doing the best we can. Lack we're of all sleep. doing so good. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> yep. Total and complete lack of sleep. I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm going to bed as soon as the podcast is over. And anybody who knows me knows that that's like five hours earlier than I usually go to bed. Like literally five hours earlier mm-hmm. than I usually go to bed. So, well, right. I know I know where we are. Okay, we're ready to talk about the issue of the week. Yes, we are. Dun, 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 dun. We are the issue of the week. Yay, me and Rachel. <laughs> yes, yes, you are. So you guys are doing some amazing, interesting research that you know. Uh, Alicia's writing about, I was like, what's your name? Alicia's writing about (laughs) and talking about all the time. Tell us, tell us about this whole mafia thing. All right. Well, I will start. Um, 
because I started it. Yeah. So last semester, um, though I guess the story goes back further than that. Last semester, I was doing a project for class, uh, and I decided to start researching this online community dedicated to playing mafia games that I was a member of because uh, mm-hmm. it just seemed really fascinating, right? And I had joked about it with them from the beginning. I was like, I'm going to end up studying you guys at some point. Um, and then it became a reality. So uh, this community is housed on the Resetta Reform, which is refugees from the collapse of NeoGAF, um, the forum that shall not be named. Uh, and <laughs> we play... I know. <laughs> Shut up, Rachel. <laughs> You're my Padawan in this. I'll you can tell she you on loves your, on your young head. You can tell she loves collaborating with me, right? I actually mm-hmm. super do. Um, <laughs> Rachel's one of my favorite collaborators, and I have nice. lots of collaborators, so that actually means a lot. Um, I appreciate that. I love you. Uh, okay, so we play these really intense, long games of mafia. Not like you know short games you play at a party or whatever, but. You know, uh, between 15 and, like, 25 players the last, like, weeks. Sometimes the roles are really complicated. Like, I was just in a game not long ago. It was not a standard game. This was a really out-there game. But I had a power where every night I had to, like, roll a die, and then I had to look at what I got and, and kind of judge what to do with it. Um, and I had, like, I could protect people and, like, heal people and, like, steal their stuff and, like, all, all these different options. It was wild to try to keep up with everything and my my role is actually super tame compared to the others so you have a lot of these really elaborate scenarios which requires a lot more balance and consideration toward game design um, than in your standard social deception game which is where our research comes in i started this project to kind of research the design flow and how the community was interacting the project immediately as projects do got much bigger um and so when I finished up my stuff for class, I thought, wow, I have a lot here to work with. Um, this could be a really like long, important, multi-phase project. I should probably get a collaborator, if only to make sure that my research is not, like, that I'm not misreading things because I'm so close to the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Which since is where I Rachel is a spectacular nerd in the way that I am <laughs> and understands forums, because there's not that many of us anymore, uh, no, my friend. Not. Uh, I decided to ask her if she would be interested, and I will let her speak to mm-hmm. why she decided to jump into this. Um, so I've been uh, playing different kinds of forum role-playing games since I was, like, too young to be on the sites. <laughs> uh, like, 11 or 12 years old. and uh, So, like, I- two years ago since you're only 13. Yeah, definitely. I'm only just now legal. Um <laughs> Uh, I've been with the She's community that I'm with. I'm not actually 13. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, a full adult, well, well into the age of majority. Um, <laughs> um, they just like to tease me is all. And I've been with the community that I'm with now for, um, I'm coming up on five years with them. Uh, and four of those spent as, uh, administrator. Um, but unlike Alicia, I never considered like, using that as a site of research. Um, I was only in my first year at my undergrad institution when I joined up with these people. So um, I don't think I could ever make that transition just because that's not the relationship that like people signed up with 
for, with me, signed up for with me, you know, years ago. Um, yeah, but, whereas I've been a researcher the whole time. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that makes that relationship different. Um, but it means that I have, like, a facility with um, this kind of environment online and this kind of game. But also I'm a total outsider. I'm not part of um, the mafia community. Like, I'm... Though they uh, have invited you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, honestly, it's probably better for me to stay outside so that I can, like, maintain that kind of distance. Um, and despite that distance in, we coded, like, nearly 600 uh, um, codes. Pa- uh, items of discussion. Items, yeah. Um, and we only disagreed about them, like, three times. Yeah. So, uh still pretty reliable despite me being you know way outside um yeah it was actually pretty amazing there were just a couple mm-hmm. of occasions where you know because i was reconciling our coding and i was like well uh rachel's got this and i don't know you know and then i would go back and look at what i was doing and and thinking about it and i'm like well okay um i have this in like this order but what we're doing is the same and the only times that we really disagreed there was one moment where Rachel was like, wow, that got really intense. And I was like, oh, that's just a joke. There's just this one person that like they, they were really down on in all these threads, but nobody really dislikes him. And it kept coming up. People were like, would, would joke about him. He's a good friend of mine. We ran a game together, uh, the first game that I ever ran. And uh, she was like, wow, people just really hate him. I'm like, no, everybody loves him. <laughs> it's just the way it came across in this one section of the discussion thread. Um you know, and this is why I think it's it's really good to have one person who's involved with the community and one person who's not. Um, so we can look at those moments and actually judge what's happening with the interactions between players and members of the community when they're discussing, like, whether or not something should be changed. But that was one of the few times where we actually had disagreement on the page uh, when we were coding. Be- and only because I knew what was going on and she didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Otherwise, we were, you know, pretty reliable in terms of uh, our coding. And so this is just a great opportunity for me to um, get to work with forum games and stuff like that, which I've, you know, thought about doing a lot, but um, I just don't feel right doing it with my own community. That makes sense. So... I completely forgot what I was going to ask. No. <laughs> it was like, I, I had this question in my head and I I, I was holding the pen. And I was like, I'm going to write this down. Um, I but I just didn't. kept talking. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Um, it's not because it actually sounds fascinating. So it's, it's interesting that, that Rachel has come in as a kind of, I don't buffer. Yeah. As well good, as, yeah. Um, so I wonder if, what does that do, um, to an argument that would say, well, what about, you know, feminist research methodologies where it's okay to be embedded in a community and to not have objectivity? Well, I would think that in this case, because Rachel and I are, aren't just working separately, like we're, we're talking through these things, mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a real collaboration. Um, like for instance, we were just writing a paper for uh, conference proceedings 
and we just sat down and talked through like every section, every paragraph, every bit of the research and what we were doing. And it, it means that every piece of that paper is a real give and take that we've gone over together. So I may be embedded in the community and I have a perspective, but then she has another perspective and we work those perspectives until we kind of come to a place that seems to cover everything that needs to be covered for the research. Mm -hmm. Right. That's how I would categorize it. I'm not sure about how Rachel would. I think that's pretty accurate. And also I, it's kind of like, you know, roll your d20 for an accuracy check you know it's a um i think having both of us together is a way to like make sure that we're seeing everything that's possible there especially because we're arguing that like these kinds of communities are a site for um researchers to like understand what's going on in game design and game design processes uh without having access to like professional studios so if these are a site for research then that I don't think that can only be restricted to people who are part of these communities, right? Part of our argument is that they're accessible um, publicly. So uh, it's useful to have, to have the both of us. Otherwise, I think it would just be mostly like uh, autoethnographic on Alicia's part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that, that having you to kind of talk about these things with... Um, helps with that because that was my concern right is Mm -hmm. that I would be it would be impossible for me to see um, things from an outside perspective and this all started uh, actually from an article uh, in a book um, by a a former guest on the show Cody Reimer uh, who was writing about Riot Games approach to studying League of Legends Sam is very familiar with this project because she chaired his dissertation um But there was this very specific moment in this article that he had written in which he said, you know, like, you can see these discussions that developers at Riot are having on Reddit with players and players are making suggestions. They're like, hey, we need to change the game in this way. And the developers at Riot who are participating in these discussions on Reddit are saying, we talked about that, but we ultimately decided not to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And that was the point which I said, what we can't see from Cody's research is how they made that decision, right? Like, when they decided, we rejected those things. We, we decided the same thing, but we chose not to go that route. Why didn't they? Right? But with a community like this, that it's designing games constantly and always thinking about, like, balance and mechanics and how to keep players happy and how to keep them coming back, we get to see all those decisions in action. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating. Yeah, and they're all they're all laid out, even when they get messy and when there's, like you know some fighting going on and stuff like that yeah people Um, get a little intense uh, even when sometimes it's joking intensity um you know because it's it's people discussing games we always get intense talking about games right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we were just giving a presentation on this uh a little while ago and alicia said there like mafia is an intense game like it carries over into the community as well when you're talking about that like out of character Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, and and this is not a question I expect you to answer. Um, Oh, no. This is going to be a hard one. (laughs) No, 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 no. Because I'm I'm just thinking, as you guys are talking about this, is that, you know, how much of this has to do with, you know, the fact that economically there's not 
you know, the same uh, buy-in. There's not as much on the line economically. They're not up against that same kind of crunch time. So there's more kind of leisure time to linger over some of this, right? Because um, I mean, I know for a lot of a lot of game devs, that that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they think about it and they're like, "Oh, it'd be great if we could do this or fix that or do this differently," but that would add, you know three weeks to our to our dev cycle or that would add a, even a week to our dev cycle and that's just you know something we can't afford when we've got 400 people on that are you know that we have to pay for an additional week um and I'm, and so i'm wondering uh, you know how much of that has to do with things like uh economic possibility mm-hmm. but then also i think it would be super interesting not for you necessarily to do it but for someone to do it right to look at how this lines up with other kinds of analog games right right um i mean even though you know mafia takes place online i still see it I, that's it's just more me. comparable in some ways to that yeah yeah mm-hmm. um as being an analog game and i'm wondering how how well that aligns i mean even to because even to analog games, right? Because if I understand that you see the value and I see the value, right? In, t- mm-hmm. in terms of talking about it in terms of video game development, but I'm wondering uh, how much of it uh, kind of like, like I said, lines up with analog games, other analog games. Um, well, this is something that actually I can answer because I've thought about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, uh, the, the, one of the things that I think first drew me to the community in terms of a, a research project, one of the first things I fixated on is the fact that they they run very rigid schedules. They have entire teams of administrators who are just dedicated to, like, reviewing games and keeping track of, like, Q&A, I mean, um, quality control mm-hmm. and, uh, and scheduling and, like, management. And I was like, wow, there's just, like, so much actual work that goes into this. But one of those things is that they keep this very rigid schedule and they run a, a very specific number of games um, and they don't have downtime. There's mm-hmm. almost always a game running or there's time for that like that season ending discussion thread where the whole community comes together and talks about like, here's what happened, here's what we kind of want to change, let's maybe work on this. But outside of that, um, there's always something happening. And in fact, I have become one of the administrators in this community. And I raised the point. I'm like, you know, we don't have to have a game running all the time. They're like, yes, we do. Because we (laughs) have to keep players attached and invested. Because if we don't, if we can't get the 25 players or whatever to to play this game, Mm -hmm. we don't have a game. Mm -hmm. So we've always got to keep people involved and going. So there's not the same kind of capitalistic kind of economic value, but there is this huge investment of time. Right, time on behalf of the game designers and the people who are doing all the quality control in the background and the schedulers and all of this stuff to keep everybody invested in playing all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not, a, it's not a one-to-one cognate. And there's a lot of things. In fact, Rachel and I have talked about this some, and, and I'll let her expand on it if she wants to. There's a lot of things that we kind of have to translate. But if you actually hold them up side by side, if we, like, made a chart of all the things that could be compared between, like, a game produced for money with money for money versus a game produced, you know, in a community like this, the connections are much stronger than I would have guessed when I started this project. Oh yeah. And I think I would add like, you know, the, 
we've not done like a demographic survey or anything like that but alicia being a member knows that like it's not all white dudes um who are in this community like obviously um so that's a pretty big difference when it comes to like uh mafia and recetera versus like a professional game design studio mm-hmm. so that also kind of changes the way that uh discussions are happening because people are actually like considering other folks um because there are other folks in the scare quote room you know um and the other thing is that like with these being fully digital and like text-based people have time to think about what they're gonna say um so in essence it's like an email chain back and forth in a listserv um which makes the like overall discussion a little different, I think, because you can go back and look at what other people have said. But um, like Alicia was saying, all of the major components that you would see, I think, in like regular design are happening here. Mm-hmm. Just a little work is needed to kind of make that uh, to make those things equivalent. Yeah, I mean, because it's not, like, naturally equivalent, Mm -hmm. but just in looking at what they're doing and how they're doing and and what's on the line, uh, because if they don't keep people happy, there's no community. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the same as if you don't keep people happy with your MMO, you don't sell subscriptions anymore and people don't play it. Um, But kind of in terms of making those connections, I think we, we get deeper into the possibilities for research in this and the possibilities of... Not just us researching, but other people, because it's not like students or educators or even other researchers can just go into a professional game design studio and sit down and be like, I'm just going to watch for, you know, the next year. That's cool, right? Mm-hmm. But this, we can. Yeah. Anybody can go watch this. It's public. Yeah, and there's a lot of room here for... Um like analysis and observation so students looking to get into game design can kind of take their cues from this and learn what a design environment might be like and there's Um, hundreds of communities doing just social deception games and then there's you know that's without even getting into all of the uh, all these communities that do regular game jams uh, you know, and then they have these kind of ongoing discussions about how to use the software and how to use platforms and how to create and how to do this. So there are all these different sites for potential study out in the world mm-hmm. uh, that do have some different priorities from professional studios, but still exhibit some of the same behaviors. Right. And like also professional studios are often working on games that are like pretty similar to each other. If you're interested <laughs> in making games that are different uh something different is a good thing to look at that's mm-hmm. a good point so there you you talked about uh a few moments ago you talked about the fact that after a game runs this kind of this reflective uh process where people think back over you know what went on what they could have changed what they would have liked to have seen differently are there any do, even kind of like in wiki form or just like shared documents, uh, are there any kind of, for lack of a better phrase, like post-mortems or white papers that go on after these games or? Um, hmm. 
Because I've are. never played like a mafia online, and I'm and I'm really, I'm gonna blame you for it. I'm really <laughs> interested, right? In come play. <laughs> I know you have all this spare time. You know, right? I get kind of, I get competitive. Um, but I'm really interested in in the whole process, right? So yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, the <laughs> question about about postmortems or white papers or any kind of like reflective a lot of that stuff that they do have is is really casual um and Mm -hmm. this may be one of the bigger differences because we when they start like a season ending review thread where all this discussion happens Mm -hmm. um the first post just kind of frames the discussion like here are some of the issues that got raised like in one of the seasons there was a fight in one of the games like it was just (laughs) this long drawn out ongoing fight that Um, would be me oh god no it was (laughs) awful i was in that game and it was you just didn't even want to log in and play, but you had to because it's a commitment, right? So it was like everything was like, oh, God, I just want to win because this is awful. Um, we did win. Town won. Uh, we vanquished people who liked pineapple pizza because uh, all the games are themed. <laughs> Trying to figure out what was going on for me was very weird. <laughs> she was like, for that. everybody's so mad about pineapple pizza. <laughs> yeah. And like then I had to come out to Alicia as a pineapple and pizza eater. So like now we're not delicious. Yeah, it is. No, it's gross. It's just the wrong texture, y'all. Anyway, so uh, people will set the the frame like, okay, so here were some issues that were raised during this season. In one of the games, there was a lot of infighting. How do we deal with that? How do we reduce tension so that people can, you know, you can be intense but without like calling each other assholes. like, there was a lot in that game. People were calling each other stupid, which was just, it was bad. Um, but the games are intense, right? <clears throat> so there'll be that. And they'll be like, uh, okay, well, this game didn't just didn't do as well. It wasn't very active. What was wrong? How do we fix it? And then there will be, like, a recent issue that is, has come up is that this new forum that we're on has a lot more formatting options, including you can change the size of the text to make it really big or really small. And we've been discussing whether or not that impacts accessibility um, and readability. Mm-hmm. So all these issues will get raised. And then there's a little addendum that's like, if there's something else you want to discuss, just bring it up. And then for a couple of weeks, everybody talks about it. Kind of stuff gets hashed out. Sometimes there's polls, mm-hmm. you know, and then we might have poll results. But at the end, um, the administrators will just kind of come out and say, these are the rule changes we're going to implement for the next season. We're going to try these things. And see how it goes. So it's this iterative process in which each season some new things kind of get tested and we see if it works or not. Um, but there's a lot of involvement from everybody. Now, what there is in terms of documentation are a lot of guides. There's uh, two different guides to running games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guide to playing as town. Nobody's written, nobody in our community at least has written a guide to playing as the mafia. I'm, I'm not really sure why. I guess because... Everyone thinks the Mafia is already good. (laughs) It's true. We do. We have this thing right now where the Mafia is too strong. And also, since you get to talk with everybody on your team when you're Mafia, I guess there's not a guide for that. But we also keep statistics and data from every game and every season. Um, And when I discovered that, I spent, like, three weeks just digging through and, like, studying everybody that I would play with and be like, okay, so here's how you're going to behave when you're Mafia. Um, But so it's all this, like, meta text. Uh that's available to all the players. Everybody can see it, but there's not like official postmortems. I think mostly because people don't have time. Mm -hmm. They're always running. Like 
you know, we don't have crunch in that way. We're like, you're at the office and that's where you live now. Um, but there's always this pressure to like keep the games going and keep everybody happy. And so always moving forward. Um, and it means that things get changed sometimes like on the fly or there's a situation that maybe could have been figured that nobody dealt with because there wasn't time, but it's always going. That was way more answer than you needed, but that's what you no, got. I, like I said, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm actually fascinated by, um, by the, for lack of a better word, machinations, right. Uh, within this community, because it sounds, um, it sounds amazing because it, it sounds like it is kind of, um, organization at its finest. Right. Um, and, you know, aside from, you know, week-long arguments, uh, it sounds like it needs to be uh, fine-tuned mechanically in order to make it flow and in order to make it work well, not just in terms of the narrative, but also kind of logistically. Mm-hmm. So I think, I'm, like I said, I'm really interested in it. Um, I, and you like come play and I say, I, I think I would be the person who like got sucked in and would be doing nothing else. They were like, what happened to, what happened to Sam? She started playing mafia online. And oh, I get never so intense. Like I'm already, <laughs> I already made a name for myself as one of like the top posters in any game because I just won't stop. I'm like, well, you said this like six pages ago and here's a link. And then I have like 300 other words that I'm going to type and then the 700 words to you. And I'm like, it's really, you? You yes, really? I know it's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Shocker. I know. <laughs> what is what with my my audacity is broken i'm gonna have to start using garage band i'm gonna be mad um but i think that that rachel's perspective on the information that actually gets put in the review threads might be more useful than mine so mm-hmm. um i mean maybe the alicia knows more about like what actually happened in the community in terms of like uh, rule changes and stuff, what she was able to map out uh, for some of the stuff that we've written. Um, and uh, like I said, we agreed pretty much all the time. Um, and one of the things that we really agreed on was like almost everything had to do with UX. I did a lot of double coding and it was always like UX and something else. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because everything. Uh, that's in these review threads from like the first post on is always couched in language. Like, uh, for me, when I played, I liked, I felt, I think, um, because it's like so deeply rooted in player experience, right? Because everyone is getting to give feedback on this. Yeah. It's really just all about keeping the players happy. I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's fine. That, and that, that's an interesting phrase. It's about keeping the players happy <laughs> because, you know, when you start talking about like outside of, uh, like this, this game space and in, in a, in an actual video game space, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start talking about community and keeping folks happy, there's never even, there's never any keeping folks happy. So, I mean, I think what's, what, what is interesting is, or could be interesting is looking at what you know how what does keep people happy right what is that process look like um right is it something that is uh mutually beneficial is it you know knowing when to say yes and knowing when to say that's not going to happen uh (laughs) you know what is that what what keeps them happy i mean not not saying (coughs) excuse me 
I'm not saying this is an answer I'm looking for, but I'm saying that figuring out those answers seems to be what the the what the games community, the video games community needs, right? To start avoiding a lot of that, uh, shall we say, toxic yeah. behavior uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, doesn't pop up that exists in the community. Yeah. Well, I think I've got maybe two things to add. Um, mm-hmm. First, this is not like a definitive answer, but I think the main thing that I learned, uh, even just looking at the data that we pulled for this particular thing that we just did together, mm-hmm. um, was that a lot of the ways in which you know people were kept happy was just in being listened to. Even if there wasn't a huge change at the end of the review thread, it mattered a lot that people were able to air whatever they wanted to say and like talk to other people about it and then someone uh you know from the admin team was able to kind of pull that all together and say all right well here's what i'm hearing from you guys let's try this and see how it goes and so you know even if people didn't get everything they wanted or only got you know one thing that they wanted they were still Mm -hmm. being listened to and i think that was really important um and second thing um I'm kind of generalizing out to like other forum games here, but uh, the like cost investment is usually not a lot. Most forums are free or like relatively low cost. Um, The forum host that we use, for instance, is free. You can buy a premium subscription so you can have uh, 18 and over material for like $60 a year or something like that. Um, But the time commitment, because they're usually run by amateurs, is like the huge investment so you're committing so much time and energy and like love into this um yes that like having people there is half the battle and it has to be instant and it has to be constant because if you you know lose momentum for more than a couple weeks you're done for and you're not going to get it back yeah um that's true and then if you want to talk about like a professional game that's thousands and thousands of dollars and love and like work hours so the stakes are much much higher mm-hmm. they are higher but as somebody one of the things that i think is really interesting rachel pointed this out too um before maybe not in this conversation <laughs> it all kind of comes together <laughs> is that one of the things that's fascinating about studying this is that there's no distance between player and administrator and designer right, right. sometimes they're the same person even um but you know i can go right to somebody who is running a game and say hey i don't like this thing that you're doing you should stop it um you know, and you don't you don't usually have. I mean, you can you can yell at people on Twitter, but sometimes it's like yelling into the void, right? Like, hello. Mm-hmm. And it certainly doesn't stop anybody because <laughs> well, they do it. Well, you're more likely than not to just get blocked. Right, they do. They it can't on really mass. do that here. <laughs> um, we do it without the death threats, though. So at yeah. least so far as that's I've always seen. a little nicer, yeah. Right. Um, but because of that lack of distance, it, you can you really do get hurt, like Rachel pointed out. But mm-hmm. I will say this, as somebody who I just finished designing uh, my second game, which is based on Steven Universe, yay, <laughs> um, I'm currently working on a set of games based on the Twilight Zone, and the design part, for me at least, is pretty easy. Um, 
even though I'm a humanities person, I kind of have a math brain, which I like to lie about. But um, so balancing is straightforward for me. Uh, writing all of the stuff is straightforward for me. But the running of the game, man, I was so grateful to have my co-mod when I ran my first game because there were some issues that came up. Like, I got called out of bed at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning because something had happened. I got, like, my phone just exploded with messages. Um, you know, and, and that's... You, you gotta get up. You gotta get up. You gotta deal with it. You you sacrifice sleep. You're there yep. every day at the same time to do certain things in the game, to make sure everything runs smoothly. And it is this huge investment of time. And if you don't do it, people are pissed off. And then they won't play. You know, so you're not just doing it for yourself in your own game, but you're doing it for the whole community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And man, yeah. once I started running games, I got so much respect for the people who were doing it regularly. We have a few people who who run several games a year, and I'm, I'm mad props to those people because it's hard. It's yeah. hard, and it's such an investment. Mm-hmm. Well, in balancing like personalities, I've got. Uh, on my community that I run, there are five of us staff and uh, we need every single one of us because we all also like have lives um, right. and jobs and go to school. And How dare you? Um, yeah. And uh, unfortunately we all, almost all of us live uh, in the Midwestern United States, which makes like time zones hard. Um, so I've definitely gotten woken up um, by texts and Facebook messages from people because, like I said, I've been here for a long time. We're all kind of entwined in each other's lives and um, definitely got, you know, texts at four in the morning. Someone is spamming from Hong Kong. Please fix it. There's nudity and all kinds of things on this site. We're going to get taken down (laughs) because, yeah. Um, So, like, it's it's a huge investment in terms of just, like, personal energy and it can be like also super draining too you know emotionally uh when like someone just came out to you know their best friend and uh their best friend didn't take it well or um someone's you know telling you that my parents are uh fighting and I'm really scared or something like that because Alicia's community is mostly adults. Mine is uh, some adults and some teenagers and uh, like 13, 14, 15. So it's a, depending on what kind of community you're in, uh, those are things that have to be managed as well. Yeah, I don't think we have anybody that young, or if they are that young, they haven't spoken up or they've lied outright, um, which is possible. But, uh... You know, you you do get some people, you know, we've had some people dealing with some, some really serious issues. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's suddenly you're not only an administrator or whatever, you're doing all these other things. I actually get a lot of questions about, we have several people who are in college. I get mm-hmm. a lot of questions about ADA oh, me too. formatting. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you too. Yeah. Um, the human writing lab. Yeah, I am the I yes. am the writing lab. They We're the know mobile me, writing lab. They know me as the owl girl. Yeah, because like my online handle is hawk, and so they're like, "Hey, bird girl, <laughs> how oh. do I cite this?" <laughs> oh yeah. Yep, I get a, a lot, lot of, of resumes. Hey, uh, yeah, can you look at my uh, my bibliography? I'm like, yep. But mm-hmm. here, let me send you to the owl. 
Yeah. What does this assignment mean? Yeah. Can you help me with my homework? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll help my you with your homework. My professor says this. Is this right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. But so, here's so the not only are you like dealing with game balance and all this administrative stuff and like putting out fires over here, or as we said today, there was a small spark, just a little spark that we had to deal with. Um, but then you also have all these other things. Like sometimes it's emotional issues, sometimes it's homework issues, sometimes it's just I need somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. and everyone else is asleep, and you're the only person who's awake because it's two o'clock in the morning. So yeah. you're the one. Um. <laughs> yeah so I don't know it's like it's a game but it's also more than that which I think is also valuable because um, there are so many of these kinds of issues that come up in other online games as well like just because your game is a video game doesn't mean you're exempt from this and we but also learn this from like it's also part of the distributed Humaning. work model, right? Like, as yeah. as we move into more of, like, yeah. distributed work and international teams collaborating, mm-hmm. um, I think that this becomes a, another part of just the study of work. Because we're humans, and humans got issues. Yeah, and humans need people to rely on and not be shitty to them. So... You guys have, like, really kind of found yourselves uh, embedded uh, in this project. The big question is, where does it go next? Well, um, now that I've just kind of taken over Rachel's PhD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sounds like it. Um, we have, we have a, that conference proceeding paper that we sent in um, that's being worked on. Uh, and then we'll present that. I hope it gets accepted for the proceeding, but we'll present that regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got uh, an article for a special issue of a tech com journal accepted. Well, it, you know, the proposal was accepted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that we'll be working on over the summer. And then we have more stuff to look at if Rachel's still interested in doing it. I'm certainly interested. Yeah, girl. Um, yeah, now I rely on you, so you're stuck, I think. Yeah. I'm just going to be at your door like, but we can just look at all these, all this data. I'll just pull all this data. Just code it. It's fine. Um, Here are all the colors. Like, like yeah, me, more. like, sad at her door with a pile of papers. Just code the data. Um, That's fine. You it, just got to play with the cat. I'll, I'll, I'll play with the cat. Uh, we'll code the data. We'll have coffee. It'll be great. Yeah. Um. But I think there's a lot there's a lot more stuff that we can look at. We've barely scratched the surface of like pedagogical implications. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of our other colleagues is working on like board game manuals. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we can kind of hook up with him and look at documentation. But, you know, there's a lot of potential here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we're not going to run out of material as long as we want to do it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we haven't done like any kind of surveys of community makeup and stuff like that. So that may be a um, future project uh, to see, you know, how does this compare to the games industry as a whole as well. Mm -hmm. And looking at how that's different is probably going to be very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Sounds like it. If nothing else, I hope that we can show the games industry that there are people who are very capable out here working. Um, 
And that, you know, maybe if all their hires are just, you know, the same face white dudes, maybe the problem is not us. Maybe it's them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your problem for not being a blonde-haired white dude. I know. I'm sorry. I've been working on that my whole life, but it just <laughs> fails. Better produce that melanin a little bit faster. <laughs> but I do, I do, while we're here, I want to shout out to everybody um, if only because they have been so accommodating and so welcoming and just like, hey, what do you need? Um, what do you need us to do? Uh, what do you need access to? Because in the time that this community has been alive, they've mm-hmm. moved through multiple sites of play. And there's different um, supplemental and like extra sites where they do stuff. And they're like, I have all these old logs. You can have all of it. Um, you know, if you need somebody to interview, we'll interview. And they've been so excited about being the subject of research. And I was really nervous at first. I was like, I really am going to study you guys. Is that okay? <laughs> and everybody was like, yeah, that's so great. And, that's and what when, we've been waiting for. Yeah, but when, when the forum that we were on, when it went down, mm-hmm. um, we spent like a good 16 hours straight I remember. Uh, yeah, making sure we had everything. Uh, and everybody first made sure that I had all the stuff that I needed for my research before they saved the games that they had poured life and time into. They first saved the stuff for my research. So I just want to say that regardless of how the research goes, I love my community and y'all are the best. Oh. Shut that's up. That's very sweet, though. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm being a jerk, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're great. They're spectacular people. They sound like amazing folks. Most of them. A couple of y'all need to come correct, but you know everybody else. Dang. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names, but uh, I saw some <laughs> Rachel stuff. knows all your stuff now. I saw some stuff. <laughs> some of y'all. <laughs> now I really want to. Uh... <laughs> Now I really want to know. And I just want to say thank you to Rachel for coming in and dealing with all of it. When I just was like, here, take all this stuff and like read all this. And she's like, okay. So that was great. Oh, well. You've been you an awesome welcome. collaborator. Thank you for taking me on board. I have really enjoyed it. All right. And now we've had the hug circle. Yeah. We can thank all go God back without to actual super bitchy touching. now. Yeah. No. No. No actual touching. Yeah. Now you can go back to being curmudgeonly. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was that's really interesting. I can't wait to like hear more and see more as you guys, you know, get more into not only the data that you already have, uh, but any additional data. I think it is be interesting because I'm sure Alicia that, like I said, we'll see more of this. On the, on the site itself as you, mm-hmm. yeah um, so folks if you're interested in all this mafia madness ha 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 um, <laughs> you make sure that you're like paying attention uh, to uh, the site the beautiful new newly redesigned crisp and clean site beautiful it's beautiful if, if it i do say beautiful. so myself whoever designed that new logo is really they really have an eye for <laughs> such things sounds like alicia's <laughs> being facetious again 
Mm-hmm. I like okay. the new logo. It went through a whole <laughs> lot of versions where Sam said, mm-mm, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, our 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 process is always a lot of fun. I think most people wouldn't be able to uh, deal with one another in the same way that we do. Because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> um, and it's easy to get pissed off with that kind of stuff. We make it work. We make it work. A lot of we vodka. A lot of vodka. Lot of, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. On that note, um, unless you guys have more to add about uh, Mafia, I think that's going to bring us to a close of issue 100. Issue. (laughs) Journal on the Brain. Uh, Journal on the Brain. Episode 171 of the Not Your Mama's Gaming Podcast. Uh, And Mafia community folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and I hope that uh, if you don't normally listen to the podcast, that you come back and <laughs> listen to lots more of them. Um, so, as I said, that'll bring us to the end of episode 171. So until episode 172, which will be just as wonderful, I promise. Um, we'd like to say thanks to Rachel for coming to hang out with us. Yay. Thanks for coming and having me. so until next time folks stay warm because it's snowing in the middle Mm. of april Uh, stay dry i'm I'm over it right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as always friends game on
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.